Welcome to the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. This is episode... Guilty Pleasures! It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Dark Food! Guilty Pleasures! Movies! Magazines! With your hosts, Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. It's the premiere episode, and we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day by drinking beer and listening to Neil Diamond. Live from the Dominion Pub in Toronto, Canada. I'd like to think that Neil Diamond is a, a very, you know, well-embraced artist, but I still think that yeah. there is a little bit of uh, shame with being a huge Neil Diamond oh, fan. Definitely guilty. He's pleasure. beloved. He's beloved. Not he cool. is beloved. That's, there's a difference. Where like people respect him, now they're gonna go, woo, <laughs> Diamond, put that shit on but right people now. People do though. People are that excited about Neil Diamond. Yeah. My uh, brother and my mother took me to see the Jazz Singer when it came uh, into the theaters. Did you see that movie in the movie theaters? Not, have you no, seen it? No, no. I don't. I don't have. I didn't even see the jazz singer. I think the, I've seen a original? little bit of him on TV, uh, where um, Lawrence Olivia is like, "You are going to be a cantor." <laughs> yeah, and then it's he's, horrible. Hey, pop! Hey, the world doesn't need another cantor. Yeah, it was like a Jewish uh, Saturday Night Fever, wasn't it? Yeah, kind well, of. Well, it's based on the original story, the original sound film, the jazz singer, where Al Jolson was in blackface, and then in this movie. They decide to. <laughs> they're like, hey, you know what? Let's update the jazz singer, but let's include the racism. Like they were like. So he did it in Jew face. No, he did it in blackface. We have a clip. We do have a clip of it. We do have the clip. Yamaka, yamaka, yamaka. Also, uh, they they sing a song called about Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general or something. And and as a kid, because after the movie, my mom and my brother, they bought the soundtrack. And then my brother played it over and over and over for years and years and years. And so it got drilled into my head. And it drove me insane. And I didn't even know who Robert E. Lee was until later on I kept hearing about the, the, uh, you know, the Civil War and people were like, Robert E. Lee. And I'm like, didn't Neil Diamond write a song about it? So I look it up, and it's Jews and Blacks dancing to Robert E. Lee and Neil Diamond. And then Neil Diamond in blackface. I'm like, whoa, jazz singer. Like, what a crazy movie. That was like 1980. You can't make him like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so wait, Neil Diamond does show up in blackface We in have the jazz a clip. Singer? I don't know if you got... Are you oh, actually wow. connected there? And now, here is a clip of something that we were just talking about. Hey, blood plasma, whatever you want me to call you, brother. Yeah. If you don't get your three... Four black asses out here, I'm gonna have to put on another act. But please tell me that ain't no white man, please. One, two, three, four, brother. Takes a lot of time if you want it right. Takes a lot of time and believe in babe. Gotta see the signs and all you'll get it right. There is a scene in blackface, and it's supposed to be a big joke. And then at the end, and 
the people, the, it's a black club, and all of his musicians are black, and then he goes in blackface, and so it's trying to reveal that the audience is racist, because when they don't think he's white, right. they're into the Neil Diamond music, right? Until they realize he's white, and then they're like, we don't like the Neil Diamond music. So even though he's in blackface, Shiloh racist, doesn't give it away? It's like, <laughs> we're going to reveal the racism of the black crowd. And then, oh god, it's such a horrible movie. But it sold a lot of records. The movie's terrible. Well, that's where the best scene is America. Coming to America, yeah. But the best scene is when he doesn't he leave music and he goes on a, like a journey of exploration. He goes on a journey. He grows of exploration. a beard. He has like a beard. He has like a vision. Epiphany. Country. Then he's the country. Well, doesn't he have like a vision quest and he grows a beard? He grows a beard. Suddenly, no one knows who he is, even though he was a celebrity. Right. I also like the version of Love on the Rocks in the movie that's supposed to be sung by a punk rock singer, and Neil Diamond is upset about this version. Right. Uh, we have a clip of that, too. So it's like punk rock version of Love on the Rocks. It's like, Love on the Rocks! You know, ain't no big surprise! And Neil Diamond horrifies. This song's supposed to be a ballad. That's his style, mister. Made him a millionaire. Yeah, but the thing is, it's too fast, you can't hear the words. Yeah, that's why we brought you down here. You change the tempo, you got to change the lyrics. What are you playing? Hey, I've told you three, how many times, three times I've told you. It's too slow. You understand, it's too slow. I want it faster, all right? Faster, dun, 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 all right? Boom, 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 boom. We can hear the boom, boom in here, darling. It sounds wonderful. I don't give a monkey's what you can hear, all right? Shut it. Mr. Lennox? Hi, I'm Jesse Robin. I wrote this song that you're doing. Uh... I think it might help you if I did it as a ballad, you know, the phrasing. Yeah, okay, fine, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, can I ask the band to play the major seventh chords in the, uh, in the bridge and take it real easy? Three, four. Ain't no big surprise. Ain't no surprise. Pour me a drink and I'll tell you my lies. Yes. Those are the the hits, though. There's some weird, uh, weird Neil Diamond songs too that people don't know about as much. Uh, one of them is uh, what's well, your song? I want to I want to play uh, the song uh, Porcupine Pie. That's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, this is the album cover. I'm gonna pass it around to the guys here, and then uh, if you get a chance, and we'll put it up on the uh, Facebook page. But it's this really awkward picture of, you know, Neil Diamond looks like he's holding this huge invisible cock that he has. A huge <laughs> oh, yeah, invisible yeah. busting groin. He actually looks kind of cool in this. It looks like it's a heavy metal album. Or maybe he's smoking a giant bong that you can't see. <laughs> it's an invisible bong. Invisibongs. The, <laughs> Patent pending, by the way. The, uh, but it's, it's one of those photographs you look at and you go, like, of all the photographs, you chose that one. Cradling this gigantic uh, invisible penis. Porcupine pie, porcupine pie, porcupine pie Vanilla soup A double scoop, please No, maybe I won't, maybe I won't Maybe I'll have The tutti fruit With fruity blue cheese Ah, oh, but porcupine pie, porcupine pie, porcupine pie Don't let it get on your cheeks And though it's 
sounds a little strange But you've got to eat it with gloves Or your hands will turn green Oh my God pleasure for Neil Diamond, uh, but it's only this album, only Hot August Night, and I don't haven't listened to any other uh, Neil Diamond music after this record, and nothing too much before, but I just find that but this, it's is, a concert the, album, this so is the get, ultimate get, live yeah. Neil Diamond. This is all, in my opinion, all you need is Hot August Night, and it, if, I have a, if I'm all trapped on a desert island, this is easily one of the albums that I bring. Uh, for a number of reasons. A, it's a double album. A, it's live. So if I'm on the desert island, it'll feel like other people are there. So that'll keep me company. And, and hopefully there's a CD player there. And <laughs> No one ever says that. I like to bring this album. No one says, and I like to bring the thing to play it on. <laughs> no one ever says that part. Um, anyway. But Neil Diamond uh, is I, my guilty pleasure. I like the Bee Gees. My dad used to play it. But one thing that I my dad ever gave me. One thing my dad ever gave me when before he turned his back and left the family was like a Bee Gees album, the double Bee Gees album. It was great. Like, have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? That's uh, I love the Bee Gees. Tragedy! It's great Tragedy! Stuff. Yeah. You left someone, you made about a tragedy! Yeah. I don't know a lot of the Neil Diamond music that, uh, like, he wrote a lot of music for other artists. He wrote, yeah, like, the a lot of the monkey stuff and... Yes, he did. He wrote uh, for a lot of different artists. He Everything Justin for... Bieber ever did? No one knows that. <laughs> he Strange, also did Christmas false. albums, which I think is odd because he's Jewish. But he did Christmas albums. Yeah. Um, Has any Christian artist ever done, like, um, so who's a Christian artist? Like, uh, a Kansas? Christian artist doing <laughs> cantor songs? No, no, doing like, yeah, Jewish songs. Doing, like, um, the dreidel song. I about that. But I know that Barbara Streisand, I think, has done a Christmas album. I think it's an interesting movement of music. It's actually the sort of uh, middle-of-the-road adult contemporary Jews from Brooklyn uh, moment in music from the 70s. It's like Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand, Melissa Manchester, Barry Manilow. Not cool at all. Like the most uncool music uh, that my brother loved all of it and my mom loved all of it. And I had to set myself apart from them by going completely in the opposite direction. But, You're a rebel, man. Well, Why did you have I, to set yourself apart? Because you I, like all day long, all I heard was Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond. Yep, all day, I and Barry Barbara Streisand. I love that Barry Manilow. All day long. And I didn't, at the time, I never made a connection like, hey, they're all uh, Jews from Brooklyn. I never, I never got that connection. But Jews uh, and entertainment? <laughs> who would have thought? But we call a lawyer. But then, what? so I was going in at, at that time. I would be like, I rebelled by listening to like the Rolling Stones and yeah. uh, the Who and, and and going sort of more for a hard rock kind of thing. Mm. And I was like, this is real music, man. Was your house uh, full? Both of you guys. Was your house full of music? 
Like, did music play a lot in, in your like? House? I uh, my taste in music completely. Clashed. No, but even just yeah. but even your parents of this like like would your parent parents play music? They, yeah, they played the Beatles. My I have to credit my parents for uh, giving me the Beatles because that's a lifelong dream, obsession, love, and uh, Beach Boys. They also listened to, but that was about it. They did. They had Simon and Garfunkel, but it was orchestrated versions of Simon and Garfunkel songs. So it would be like the Boston Pops play Simon and oh, Garfunkel. Oh, no. So for the longest time, I thought... The Brass. I thought that those were like orchestrated. The Toronto Brass do Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, they love Toronto Brass, that kind of stuff. They love like that the Tijuana kind of Brass? They liked, uh, they liked Hooked on Classics. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. They had all those albums. Hooked on Swing. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't, you know what, my house was not filled with a lot of music uh, really? in the first place. Oh, yeah. yeah? Like, my parents never, I mean, maybe classical, and I think my mom would like Anne Murray and Rita McNeil, but I don't, as a kid, I don't ever remember uh, there being a lot of music just oh, played my, in the house. Yeah. We play a lot of albums, like tons of albums. My, brother, my dad would play uh, the American Graffiti soundtrack. Right. Oh, that's a great album. And he'd, he'd, he'd sit there in front of it and just, but some songs he'd just sit there in front of, and he and put on, it was called Honeycomb. I don't yeah. remember who sings about honeycomb. Won't you be my baby now? Honeycomb, be my own. Honeycomb, start to rise when you got a wife. Like yeah. And he just cry because <laughs> he knew he was such a horrible man. He just cry in front of it. He play the B, the B, the BGS, and they'd be like tragedy, and he's like cry. And he would sharpen just, knives. Yeah, like we, but there'd be a lot of lot of music going on, to, and they turn up louder the more they argued. Yeah. So there'd be lots of music just to <laughs> to cover the din of the yeah, arguing to, to drown out the yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the so, shouting matches that would rip the family apart. Yeah, so my first music videos were just the Bee Gees and people fighting. That was like my own live music video. Oh, so you'd listen to the Bee Gees later on and be like, oh, wait a minute, so people aren't uh, fight constantly fighting to this music. No, so yeah, the memories are not are jaded. Do you think that music can also calm people down? Oh. I, I, I remember a story, like some friends who went to McMaster University, these like phys ed guys, they were jerks. But anyway, they, they were fighting, and then someone put on... Um, a Michael Jackson song like Heal the World yeah. and and played it really loud and they did stop fighting during Heal the World. And they beat up the person who put it on. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I like I got most of my music tastes uh when I was a kid were all like like top 40 stuff and this is like really it's like sh- shitty horrible music. Like, like I, give us an I example of one of What's an example of one of those songs? Oh, fuck just like anything that like like Jay Giles band Angel is a centerfold. Yeah, like that. But I mean, that's okay. I like. The, I'm all right with the specifically. Jake first, first, I look at the purse. That's a good Jake Isles band one. But it, but it's just like. But as far as my own music collection went, when I was and then, and then uh, my uncle sold his stereo, I believe, for cocaine. But uh, and then he gave me his entire <laughs> that's a good deal. collection. <laughs> to this day, I'd still do that deal. <laughs> I've, I've owned a lot of stereos and sold a lot of them. Yeah. But, but like, my dad's the only one who I, I know that like could literally drive around and not listen to anything on the radio. My like, dad's he, like that, too. He likes he, silence. Yeah. Which I always think, how can you drive a car with nothing on? Like, yeah. Sound of the road, son. Sound of the road. Uh, can we have some silence for a bit? <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing Purple Rain all day. We have some silence. Oh, <laughs> and then I would—I remember trying to play music. That's a dad and, thing. That's not even a, just. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, only, but my dad could drive like for five hours and not like, listen to just the road and like silence. I'm like, not even talk to you. Well, because my dad yeah, did that. We go to a Leaf yeah. game, right? <laughs> leaf game with my dad. This is off topic. Time triangle. But we, we'd, be triangle. Sit, we'd be sitting there. He wouldn't go. Good game, huh? Good play, son. We just—he just sat there, leaned forward, away from me, and I'm like looking at. <laughs> All the ushers beckoning me to the basement. No, whatever. It was the gardens. No, I'm sorry. Horrible. horrible. But like, he would, like, it's just weird. Yeah. 
No, but but like if the only time if you're driving for five hours, it's like unless you're driving to kill somebody, like <laughs> I'm driving to a location to murder someone. Yeah. Then you don't play any. If you're going to drive to kill someone, you don't play any music. That's it's appropriate to just have the sound of the road. If you, on your way back from murdering someone, oh, you it's can lots put, of tunes. But a holly, holly, holy, and you should always have Peter Gunn playing. Do you do you always on the way to a murder or on the on the back? Both. Here's what I would play <laughs> uh, if I was driving home from a murder. I would play this Neil Diamond song called Heartlight. Oh, which is. Come back again. I want you to stay the next time. Sometimes the world ain't kind When people get lost like you and me I just made a friend A friend is someone you need But now that he had to go that he might say Song that he wrote when he saw E.T. He was so moved, he had to write a song about it. I just love envisioning that. He's like in the movie theater going, Yes, E.T. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. A heart light. He's going to turn on his heart light. I think I understand the metaphor that Steven Spielberg is trying to tell me. They should have called me before they released this film. I could have you know, given the, him. Universal Pictures almost sued him for this song. Actually, yeah. because he kept announcing it was about ET, and then there. I like, wish he continued doing that, like you know, Neil Young's song about dude, where's my car? <laughs> Where is my car, dude? <laughs> I need the keys to get home tonight. <laughs> Did they ever explain the whole uh, lighting up of ET's heart? Well, it's an alien. An alien. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that would have been some greater significance to have that. You guys Avatar! There's They're a, all blue in an invisible world. There's a trailer online somewhere for a sequel to E.T., and they use a lot of the same actors. E.T. 2? E.T. It's a, it's a fake trailer. E. It's a joke trailer. Oh, I like But Morgan Freeman in it, is in it. All these stars are in e. it. E.T. It's about the E.T. aliens coming back and destroying oh. Earth. They, uh, but I... Um, Whenever, so, whenever someone says the name E.T., uh, I still think Eddie Torres from that Cheech and Chong movie. You know, from um, when, when they go to Amsterdam? Yeah, that, there's a movie that starts with the song Delirious by Prince, and they go to Amsterdam, right? It starts with Delirious. That's the one in Amsterdam. Starts yeah, with still Delirious. Smoking. I think that's still smoking. You know, something I forgot to mention last week when we were doing the uh, the whole video game show. Uh, we were talking about how some video games turn into cartoons that you'd see on Saturday morning. Like I right. think there was a Donkey Kong, a Mario. There was a Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, and Pac-Man. Some, there was a Pac Man one. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that briefly. But there was, was Q-Bert, actually, there was a Cubert cartoon, wasn't there? I don't remember that. There, it, was, this is it came out around I guess like 1983 or something like that, and you could get it on. Um, on pay-per-view, on Viewer's Choice, it was around Christmas time, but it was called Christmas in Packland, 
And it was like a Pac-Man Christmas special. Okay. And, that sounds familiar. Uh, so, uh, and so guess what Miss Pac-Man's cutesy name for her husband, pet name, Pac-Man, yeah. was? What? What, yeah, what, what the pet name was. Uh, Pac-Man? Chompy? No, it, no, it was just Pac-y. So there's, wow. one, there's one part where all these... Written by George W. Bush. No, written by... No, it was 1983. Like, when did... The, has, Pac, has the word Pac-y Russell, always been a Russell racist? Russell Peters wrote that one, I think. No, yeah, this was 1983, and so I don't know if, uh, if Pac-y was in the uh, was. lexicon. Oh, of, uh, no, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, lexicon yeah the right definitely word? was, yeah. Yes, it is a right word. Nice job. Uh, of, we should, of, have, a, we should of, have a correct racial slurs. We have a we have a tangent triangle. We also have a that's right, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Bell. But actually, no, but but like there's a scene in it where like uh, Miss Pac-Man's like uh, you know they're about to get chased by these ghosts and she uh, says to her uh, Pac-Man she, she goes uh, what are we gonna do now, Packy? <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll pl- and that I'll, show's no longer on television. I'll pl- I'll pl- it was only the Christmas special, but uh, and now here is a clip of something that we were just talking about. The ghost monsters. Hang on, I'm putting this here toboggan into warp speed. Down the hill and after that bum. Look out, Batman! Cause here we come. Guinness right now, Cheers. by the way, because it's St. Patrick's Day in a couple of days. Yeah. Dave, Dave doesn't want to pretend that it's actually. Well, we can St. pretend Patrick's it's. It's a beer. It's the beer day. It's the you know everyone you know gets drunk and, and then like what a lot of people do. Like I, I, I like to drink uh, beer a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, you, then everyone says you go to the bar and uh, St. Patrick's Day the one day we you don't go because it's like that's when everyone the amateurs come out and it gets crazy. Yeah, and, all the real drinkers and you say can't get that. a seat at your own pub and, and you know and it's like. You know. Oh, so you find it annoying because? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I used to. I mean, well, I guess it's part of getting. You play along for other, like, to make others people happy and stuff. No, yeah, I go and it's like for a couple of Guinness if I can get a seat and then it's good. It's, it's like, good to have a full pub. It's, but it's like some gay people don't like Gay Pride Day. You know, right, right, right. They're like, like uh, I don't want to be gay on that day. You don't tell me what me. to do. Yeah, I don't act like that. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see that's why the one day that more the real drinkers would stay at home. You got to pay all the amateurs are out, like, you know, throwing up in the street. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or you got to buy tickets to it. Or the, the, I used to like to go out to the big places, but the, now I just don't like crowds so much. It's probably just about getting old more than just... Does, uh, does it feed the stereotype that Irish people are drunk all the time? Of course it does. Yeah. Well, that's the one... Okay, that's the one day that we all pretend that we're Irish, and what else do we do on that one day is get drunk. So people yeah. obviously associate the two things together. Yeah. I don't. Um, Nobody goes home and like makes a nice Irish meal. You know, bake some potatoes, <laughs> boil some potatoes, and have some. You know, yeah, but uh, you know, that's, <laughs> corned you know, beef, and just sit at home going, ah, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> the other things Irish are known for. No one goes home and write poems. Yeah. You know, writes writes stories. No, the drinking part. That's what we'll latch on to. Yeah, that's that's the only thing Irish <laughs> yeah. people do. Yeah. Well, but, it, it's, it's funny true that everyone tries to do drink. It is true. What. They drink. They yeah. do. Oh, yeah, but I'm, that's, I'm Irish. Look at me. I'm yeah, drinking. but that's sort of like it's uh, that's that's way. Hey, it's the day that we're all Irish, and also it's the day that we all get drunk. So I think it, it, people love that, it. My wife, who is not Irish, she's uh, from Caribbean uh, background, Caribbean Canadian. I'm too drunk to say it. Caribbean Canadian. That's one Guinness, folks. Yeah, <laughs> that's the effect. Of, he's, a, he's a cheap my ability to say Caribbean Canadian. Yeah. She's the biggest supporter of this St. Patrick's Day. 
of this particular oh, one coming up? All as long as I've known her, she loves to go out on St. Patrick's Day. She is there. She well, is she's Irish like having fun. Day. She's like goes going out and being with people. It's and... the drinking. She is yeah. Irish that day, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know why Guinness looks the way it, it does? Why Guinness is dark? You mean? Yeah. What it is is well, it has a thickness to it. Usually, beer it's it's uh, just malted barley. With Guinness, they roast the malted barley like a coffee bean. And then they start doing the process of filtering and ah, all that stuff. So, it's like so a dark it really coffee. is like a coffee. And the, so we can have them in the morning. Thanks, Sean. The head of the beer, which is creamy, <laughs> it's actually nitrogen. They put nitrogen in there to create that weird foam that yes. is like a coffee cream. It's never a beer that I would have when I want to be refreshed. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'm so parched. I'll you drink beer to be refreshed? <laughs> sure. Of course. You do? Really? Well, yeah, you put a nice no. refreshing beer, don't you? Well, water. Well, refresh. First. I think of refreshing as like, oh, it's I'm a, more awake and alive and alert. No, yeah, no, I drink no, beer because I'm, I'm like, well, that, take me out of this world. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <gasps> oh, look, it's Happy Town approaching. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Here we are. Yay, it's fun again. Oh, no, it's Hangover Morningville. Dun, oh, dun, dun. I had the worst hangover this week. Oh. I, I, Where did you go, Sean? Uh, well, I went to uh, an awards show at uh-huh. an open bar. <laughs> and, and I, oh, did. That's like gasoline on a fire to me. It, it, I know. It's like, oh, no, oh, don't God. do it. Then it turns into a race. It's a contest. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to a wedding. Anyway, it's off topic. Go to a wedding and it's open bar, so it's like, okay, Scott, you can do this. We can be civilized for at least until the first dance. <laughs> Oh, no, the wine's hey. at the table. Why? So Dave. I just hold up my glass and someone comes around and have goes, you seen, oh, no. Have you seen the video of Dave dancing to the Beastie Boys? <laughs> That's at, my jam. At Christine's we that. wedding. No. And also you did it at your cousin's wedding. <laughs> I did it at my cousin's yeah. wedding that I don't speak to anymore. That's yeah. Because of it? Oh, no, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because, because, because you dance to the Beastie Boys? Oh, you got to well, post that. We got to post you that. Know, my cousin, A, who's younger than, with, than me, and this was like maybe five, six years ago. Uh, so he doesn't get like, it. Yeah, so it's not like I was so young that I, I should have known better, uh, or I or I had I had that excuse. Hey, this was a long time ago. I was young, but my cousin's like he's a good like uh, like ten eight years younger than me, and uh, and uh, I asked him about uh, if I could play uh, some uh, Beastie Boys, and he goes, No, there's going to be no rap, and I was oh. like, Oh my oh. god, how fucking lame oh. are you? Uh, that he was like, No rap. And uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe that's if people don't know hip hop and stuff like that. Then they said, I got to cut foot loose on this one. <laughs> Where, this was in Britain? No, no, no. This oh, okay. was at um, fucking Niagara on the Lake. And, <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Which they call Little Britain around here. Niagara on the Boring. <laughs> Go ahead. So no, uh, no, be no rap. So I, so I, I ran off, and then so finally, like I was allowed to play one song. So I played "Shake Your Run" by the Beastie Boys, and then as soon as it came on, the dance floor that was filled clears. Oh, they all, and it's just me dancing to the Beastie Boys and doing my whole move where I kind of do the whole grease my whole lightning, move. my whole <laughs> grease lightning sort of like, you know, he's waving his arms through the air. The one part of the song where it goes, I got my peg, yeah. Wow, you yeah, have that on that? Like at the end of a, you know, where it goes, shake your rump, and then I do, yeah, and I do that hand gesture, yeah. like a little grease lightning thing. And this then, is uh, when I really and my wish. Girl, and then my girlfriend, uh, uh, and my other cousin's wife goes out to my girlfriend at the time and uh, goes, uh, 
oh my god, you must be mortified. Because <laughs> oh, I'm no. the one person on the dance floor dancing by myself, just cleared it. And uh, then my girlfriend uh, at the time. In your mind, wow, were this you is like, like Mormons. I'm Tony Monero from Saturday Night Fever. No, I'm no, I mean, the floor. This is totally Kevin Bacon. This is like, I'm going to change no, this I'm town. No, I'm nobody else but the me. The whole family, I'm... like. Th- Oh my God! It's rap. Let's get off the dance floor quickly. <laughs> yes, I cleared it. There wow, wasn't even wow, like any under the stand. So your I family's weird. Cleared the dance floor in this, and uh, my my cousin's wife goes up to my uh, my girlfriend and goes, "Oh my God, you must be mortified." And then oh. she's just like, "Nope, he does this all the time." <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it's just sort of like I just created this. And then the jug band started playing again. Spectacle of myself. <laughs> Yeah, then, so then I, I was at a I was at a wedding, and right? I stole a bunch of bottles of wine, and I yeah. smashed one, and I smash it, but I dropped it in the elevator, and it broke, and then uh, I went up to the uh, <laughs> with these other four wine bottles, and I get into the room, and then I felt so terrible that I broke this bottle of wine in the elevator that uh, I called the front desk. I was like, I, I, I just was on the elevator, and and there's a broke, and someone broke a bottle of wine, and. He's really sorry, and then, <laughs> I, and then I hung up, and it was obviously. Of course, the room member called. The, the room member pops room? up right away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, room fifteen oh six. It's a hotel, Dave so Martin. they're not going to charge me." So. Did the hotel even go? It's probably the guy with the Beastie Boys songs. We, uh, we spilled wine on the, our hotel room floor in October. And I was, I was like, oh, no. I was so worried. And then uh, We're gonna it, get charged. It, looked like, psh, it looked like an asteroid had exploded on the floor. And then they, uh, the, we talked to the staff, and they came, and they did a big shampoo of it. But I could still see it the next day. I was like, no. Why did I drink wine? She put me Jamila lie in it like you killed her. And go, no. <laughs> Help me clean you know all what? this up. I had, an, I had an ex that would always throw up when she drank wine. <laughs> it was just, it was like, oh, it was, and here we go. Wine. It's that it's, easy to puke. If you <laughs> drink, not, not easy going down, easier coming day. up. I wine. spilled soy sauce on my white shirt and there, there was an open bar. So I got a first world problem vodka soda and I cleaned it and I went, wow, it actually cleaned it. And I did I say this already? I feel like I've said this already. That I started to drink the vodka sodas and had a hangover. I think I heard you when I first when you came oh in. Oh my god! You said that to the, we were talking turning to you, Louise. My mother. You're talking to Louise. Oh, it was Louise. Yeah. Okay. So and I cleaned I'm turning it. into his mother right before our eyes. I had been drinking. <laughs> Look at the shawl. Oh my god! So I was getting drunk. And I'm like, I shouldn't be drinking red wine. Yeah. So Christine was uh, our friend. Christine was like, drink vodka soda because then you could spill it all over yourself. You'd just be cleaner. <laughs> Christine Von Hagen. So, uh, so then I was like, ah, I'm going to drink vodka soda for the rest of the night. So I just kept drinking vodka sodas. Oh, it's so drunk. They go, look at that guy. He's so drunk, but so neat and clean. <laughs> He's awesome. It's true. Red wine, it's stained. So yeah. if you throw up. So far, it's a red suit. I cover myself head to toe in, in like a grapey color. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say. Hello. I did, I'm embarrassed to say I did throw up once in my bed, red wine, all yeah. over my bed. Nope. I never and did stained that. My, <laughs> my, stained my Ikea, uh, what do they call those weird beds? Flugengoggins? Flugengoggins. Yeah, f- no, uh, Futon. As soon as someone says br- Brazilian, I immediately think Shemale. I know, I know that's she wrong. Ladyboys. Well, I think that's... I think of the Brazilian Dave, well, you know, what, you know, everyone, when they flip through the back of a Now magazine, like we all do, and we look at the Shemale ads, they all <laughs> like seem we to all be do. Brazilian. Everyone can hey, relate Mr. to this, right? Mayor Rob Ford, everybody, like we all do. <laughs> You know, we look at the tranny ads, and we give them a call, and we pay them for their services, like we all do. This is just something what? that people do, right? You know. Yeah, just something. 
No, okay, okay. What I was going to say, Scott, was that, like, okay, you know how, I mean, have you seen that uh, YouTube video of the kids trying to figure out a rotary phone? Have you seen that one online where the kids, like, you know, like an eight-year-old kid. They show him a, they show and they show, they show him a rotary phone. He's like, what's this? I don't know how, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the kids don't understand it. They've never seen a rotary phone. They've grown right. up in the cell phone yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. age. IPad. The cordless phone age. You didn't show, I'm sure if you showed a kid a, a phone with a cord on it, he'd be like, why is this? What is this? All this about? is ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. They may, yeah the, actually, that's what ages sitcoms, I find, when you're watching. Or things. movies. It's not so much the clothes. It's the phones. Yeah. You're like, it, and they look ridiculous you notice them right away like on roseanne they have the big long curly wire yeah, yeah. walking around with the stupid wire around no it kind of looks around. like they're like hipster doofuses they're yeah. kind of cool yeah i kind of like it because there's nothing to strangle someone with in the kitchen anymore and like old <laughs> you movies used to be able to take the phone off the wall and strangle someone with the phone cord it was you so just easy can't do it. <laughs> no he's gonna hit him in the head with the cordless <laughs> and uh, but no what i was saying like okay you know how there's like kids that have grown up with just technology and they don't yeah so imagine i'm just saying that like uh, <laughs> in like 60 years, someone will be like, you know, I remember I listened to your father's podcast. <laughs> and then I went down to the bar where they would record it. We all and had podcasts. Him. We all had podcasts. <laughs> I met your father on Tinder. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know what a podcast is, yeah. mom. Yeah. What's that? Oh, now, we, yeah. now we just listen to things telepathically. Yeah. Now, well, that, what that has to be the next step. That it's just going to be somewhere in your brain. They insert a little chip in your brain. I've got well, all of my iPod songs right in my brain. I'm sure that they'll have like a USB thing into your brain that you can just download. But oh, old, old, pe- old people, but old people do that too. Though they go talk about you have Twitter now. We 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 had talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what we talked to each other in, in face to face. Yeah, but when all those we were people, crazy back then. like when all those people are dead, I'm yeah. including like myself in that query. <laughs> like when I'm dead, and so it's like when a kid who like when your kid is like 60 years old, or or like or you know if someone who's like a 12 now yeah. uh, is in like their 80s, then they'll be like super old, and they'll but they'll talk about like. Oh, Twitter. That's always been, you know, then they're surprised when there was a world without Twitter, you know. In my day, LOL was laugh out loud. Or, uh, yeah, now the it's, electric light orchestra. Now it's a sex position. You kids. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, oh, LOL. I thought you said it. Yeah. Oh, tangent triangle. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys what oh, your favorite beers and your worst beers are. So, All of them. No. No, what's your, uh, Scott, what's your favorite beer? The one in my hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one in my hand. Get her done. And no, um, I, I like, like, see, to me, there's a whole thing about beer for me because, like, some people like there's beers you drink like to have a woodsy taste or yeah. the, the micro brew kind of beers, and you drink one of them and and you go, that was great. Check please. I'll have a rest of my afternoon. But then there's beers you you like because you you just those are your your pounders. Okay, can you give us an? Can you give me an example of a pounder? Like I like fifty. I like uh, Mill Street Organic as a as a nice drink. A lot of those them kind pounders. of beers. Yeah, I can drink a lot of those. But Guinness, or well, you pound- drink one or two and go, that was delicious. <laughs> That's enough. Check, please. Yeah, how much? Forty dollars for the two. <laughs> All right then. You know, that's other thing. I like the cheap beers. Like I like the cheap beers. Uh, when I go to my local, I drink like it's brick. Um, brick. brick beer. You used to like Rickard's Red. I, I love, yeah, that. Rickard's Red, yeah. Do they still have that? 
I don't know why I, don't, I think they do. I don't know why I don't drink it. It has like my name, like MC yeah. Rickard. That's my, that's my name. I used to call I used to call Jeremiah Bullfrogs, yeah. and I'd be like, "Is Scott McRickard there?" And uh, they'd be like, "Who?" Scott McRickard. Oh, you mean Scott McRickard? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> just, uh, I used to always the, say they make the slurpy sound. And the <laughs> I I used to always say that Scott. Oh man! He's always says, "Where's Scott?" He's like, "I'm like." He, He's at uh, he's at uh, Jeremiah Bullfrogs uh, waiting for a reality show to be built around that bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna. I'm just gonna stay here until the cameras show up. And every <laughs> day, my dream comes closer and closer to reality. And now it's a but wild like, wings uh, or something. I know. Who Guinness knows? is anyway, like a don't meal. Don't talk about my career. Guinness is <laughs> where I went wrong. Guinness is like a meal. You know, it's like one of those beers that you have. Sort of, it's a great hangover beer and something that, like, if you want to feel full, you have a beer. But I mean, Scott and myself, you know, it's like I'll drink Coors Light or Canadian or any sort of shitty sort of like, yeah. you know, buck a beer sort of thing. Yep. But those are so yeah. What you call them pounders? I just call them easy drinking. Easy. Those drinking. are the easy. Drinking I don't even beers. have a separation because. Because it's sort of like you know you, you you drink it you know you're drinking beer but it's just you don't savor the taste and you know it, and that it's not like one of these sort of more rich sort of like mmm you taste the woodsy I like, like you McEwen's. said McEwen's is a Scottish beer and it's really sort of really sweet really sweet it's a really sweet beer I like that like if I had a, a couple of those I go oh that's that's but a great it, nice that's what about like, a honey lager you but like, if, but if yeah. you're going out for the I like anything really anything that's good like I don't like actually a lot of the, like the steam whistles that kind of those bittery. Kind of. What about light beers? Well, if you're going, out, light. Like I'm just saying, if you're going out and you're going to be drinking beer all night, yeah. you're probably not going to want something heavy, something that like that you really savor the aftertaste. Or even you like, Heineken, I find a couple of them. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, yeah, I'm done with this. But it's, but I'm just saying, right. it's that style of beer. I think that's the best beer for. That would be my easy drinking pounder. Would be a Heineken. <laughs> It would. You never or Carlsberg. It, no, why? Well, I guess I. Think what was I, your first beer? Like a lot of remember? it is what you were so sorry. Go ahead. What was like your first beer? You, you, you snuck. Like the first time a, you drank beer was it? Yeah, first time I drank beer, I threw up all oh. over someone's new carpet. Nice. <laughs> after a wrestling match. Uh, were you Were you watching it or were you participating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. It? yeah. You no, I was in Calgary and the wrestling. I, I, this guy was like, "Hey, you want to come over to my? Hey, let's go to a wrestling match." And we'll play guitar and take our shirts yeah. off. And we'll drink. What do you drink? You want, a, you want a case of beer? They asked me for a case of beer. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can drink a case of beer, but I had never drank it. Yeah, you just want to say, yeah, I'm part of but this. We, we pounded these 12 beers see? back. Yeah, see, what were those? I, it was like Molson, like I'm talking about Molson the, something. Molson Golden. I mean, I'm just saying that like, you know, like when you're a kid, you know, your entry beer into the world of drinking. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, what's the kind of beer that you would drink in a park, you know? It's like, you know, if you're going to be... Go, <laughs> if the, I've never... Under a bridge. When you would drink yes, under a bridge as a kid, yes, what would you be yes. drinking? Did you ever drink in a bridge, I John? Yes or no? I, I didn't know. I've never drank under a bridge. Oh, man. I, I didn't actually start drinking because of the throw-up incident. I drank other things for, like, rum and Cokes for a long time. And then when I moved to Toronto, <laughs> that's when I got back into beer. It's harder and to drink rum and Cokes. when I started to get a yeah. beer belly as well. I, my first, well, my first beer, I think it was a, a, a blue, like a can. And I was like, I don't know, hold it. was 10 maybe. And I just cracked it. And I drank it. And I was like, didn't like it. Well, the first sip of beer I had was at a party. My uncle had with a stubby Molson export, I think. I had a sip, but I didn't like it. Oh, those old stubs. That's those parties, I 1970s. Just, I, look at, I could see it now, and it's like a faded, you know. The first time I remember yellowy. drinking beer was like uh, we were in uh, England uh, with my folks and some of their friends, and... Uh, um, and my dad was drinking an Amstel, and I drank it, and I remember oh. it tasted like it tasted like corn chips. And I thought, Amstel? Well, yeah. Oh, you like? Oh, okay, you liked it. Like yeah, Amstel? no, I. It's, 
No, I didn't fall in love with it. It wasn't like, oh, this tastes gross. It was more just like, oh, that's a different taste that I've never had before. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. I think that they saw- No, I'm just saying it was just sort of like, it, was just, it wasn't gross, but it wasn't right. like, uh, but I was, remember that I immediately associated with corn chips. I and not like not like corn flakes, like right. corn chips, like Fritos. I associate it. <laughs> I like those. I think sometimes it's the association, like the Amstel and Heineken. I associate with Amsterdam, right? So being high in Europe, drinking beer. That's my. So when I drink a Heineken, even though it's brewed in it's Hamilton, it's like music. It takes you. It's like sort of like music. It's not brewed in Hamilton. It, well, it's brewed all over the world. It's not actually from there. But it's not from Belgium. They used to cool Amstels in the Amstel River, though. That's how it got the name. But they're oh. both owned by Heineken, <laughs> and they have the great the tours in Amsterdam where you right. go. But um, don't you get your own beer named after your your own name on your? On you the can't. Beer? Yeah, Jamila has one. Oh, that's right. My okay. wife has one of those. Uh-oh. Electric John. Electric John oh, is everybody. Fuck you, Electric John. He knows a thing or two about a beer, I believe. Yeah. Like he getting us one. Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> hey, how about you know something about getting? Oh, and the, but please, please, and thank you, of course. But you realize that my son's listening. He listens to all our podcasts. You know, but Heineken's like for an introductory beer. You know, I'm talking about like pound, like you know what hillbillies drink. I don't, you know? I don't. High school, anything. I, high I school, it's a high school beer, beer enough to. High school beer for me was when you started drinking, and then cherry, uh, cherry bourbon or cherry brandy, that became a drink of choice. Like and and, and uh, Southern Comfort, which I cannot t- even look at now because I drank <laughs> too much of it. Once? I used to drink it with Coke, and then we drank it into. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so the beer oh, we had, we, we used to go away. Uh, can you imagine this? Even did you ever high school tequila? I did that. <laughs> I love tequila, though. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Maestro, hello. So then we used to go to uh, a theater. We used to, our teacher used to take us away to, on uh, theater trips, and we, and we wanted to drink the best. Thank you, John. Thank you, Electric John. John, can you stay here for one second? So we went to, to a theater thing, and we, we wanted we had to drink beer. We had our own hotel room, the three of us, yeah. three guys. So we, got the, the, we wanted the beer that had the most alcohol contact, content, so it was a Bordeaux. Remember Bordeaux? It was like 7.5 or something. And I remember I hated it. This tastes like sandpaper, and I think it was warm because we didn't, you know, we weren't smart enough to realize you can just get ice from the. What uh, Stomp and Tom used to drink warm export. Yep, I know a guy, uh, uh, a guy who's now working for Bublé. He used oh, to be yeah. um, Stomp and Tom's like a stage uh, manager. Okay. And, and in his rider, in Stomp and Tom's rider, second, someone John? had to stay with him. That's right. And drink a case rider. of fifty with him after the show. That's right, because when I used to work at the Ontario Place Forum. And he yes. came. I worked at Wonderland. I worked at Wonderland's Kingswood. Wow. I, uh, did you? Yeah. So, and I used to work. So, I remember hearing about this that someone had to stay with Stomp and Tom and finish the warm yep. export A. Yep. Yep. No export um, fifty. Export export A's are cigarettes. See, I would never. I I would never drink that. I would never drink that. No, but Stomp and Tom was sitting there That's telling you stories. That'd be great. When you why not? Why not? And one time I was in uh, Livingston. Your beer be cold. Well, there was this time that I fingered Aunt Murray. <laughs> And Rita McNeil was eating my arse. (laughs) With Leonard Cohen. (laughs) And Leonard Cohen was jacking off in the corner. Electric John. That's our new story, Stomp and Tom fake stories. (laughs) What's the most popular beer on St. Patrick's Day? That was a bad impression of uh, Stomp and Tom. Well, Guinness Guinness traditionally is the most popular beer on St. Patty's Day. But uh, the problem with drinking Guinness in this country, most people don't realize, is the best Guinness you can get in Canada comes in a can. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Why is that? Well, because of the water. I mean, you can go to England. You cannot make Guinness. If you go to Ireland and you drink a Guinness in Ireland, for months you won't be able to have a Guinness anywhere else. It's It's hard hard water, right? 
It's ah, the water. You're I in my to, brain. I, I did some to, research. First time I was in Ireland, I was sitting with the lads at a pub, and everyone's buying rounds. You buy rounds of Guinness pints. You know, and, and your just, pants eventually came goes, off. It goes and round <laughs> after round. No, but the Guinness... The it's Guinness, all here in this videotape. I, a guy next to me had a pint of Guinness, and it was half full, and he pushed it away and ordered another round. And I said, what's wrong with your Guinness? He said, oh, that's no good. It's turned. And, and once that little white ring of foam turns a slight bit orange, they don't want it anymore. Really? So they go in Ireland from pub to pub. They go, how's the Guinness today? Because they might get a bad keg, right? Oh. So the Guinness standards here, there's only one place in the world you should drink Guinness, and that's in Ireland, unless it's from a can. Unless it's from a can. Unless I'm going to remember can. that. The can, right. So they, they've mastered the can. Can masters. Uh, uh, huh? Can masters. Well, because they put that uh, little uh, widget in it or whatever. Widget. widget. Can we cut? I want to. We talked yeah. about the widget. Did someone get a? Yeah. Did someone get a blade? Let's cut that can. But really, hey, no, 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 but, but you know what's stupid is that the really most popular David beer on St. Patty's Day is just beer with green food coloring in it. It really? doesn't matter what kind of beer. Like, yeah. I want green beer. They don't even care what the beer. What does is. that do to your poop? <laughs> or your liver? Like maple syrup. <laughs> you're, you're taking an eco shit right there. It's beautiful. Um, it turns into Al Gore. In your opinion, what's the worst beer? The worst beer. Yes. It would be like uh, Molson Canadian. Molson wow. Canadian. Really? Well, like, I drink Molson We were Canadian. talking about beers yeah. as like, uh, you know, I call them easy drinking beers. I, I and drink, Scott I do calls drink. them pounders. The problem is some of these are so expensive. These, <laughs> I these do drink you like Canadian. these like, oh, I'd like to have a, It's know, a last yeah. resort well, beer. A Wellington's. Me. We've been That's ruined. That's $25. But we've been ruined. We can't drink shit beer ever again because we've been shown craft quality beer. Some people can. Um, in the Yukon, Molson Canadian is the champagne of beer. Everybody, yeah. they'll pay extra. It costs really? more to get a six-pack of Molson Canadian in the Yukon. All the fucking shit, eh? Yeah, no bullshit. All the fucking happen, eh? <laughs> I gotta go serve some beers, fellas. Okay, all right. Thanks, thank, thank you, John. You. John, thank everybody, you. that was great. Thanks for John. Thank Woo! You. Okay. Well, that well, was the fourth. The fourth well, he microphone knew more works. Than all of us about beer. I know. I so. just, he schooled us, didn't he? I didn't actually know. Well, that you much want about you beer. want knowledge from a bartender. Yeah, I haven't been to the Yukon. I gotta get put down my list. I gotta write this down. No, no. I had a few more Neil Diamond facts I wanted to get to. Um, Neil Diamond. One of them was that Neil he, Diamond facts. Did you know that he's an expert? Ain't no big surprise. He's, he's an expert, an expert fencer? fencer. Like steal, like fencer? stolen goods, yeah, he can he can sell them for you. He still warms up with fencing exercises fencing? before his. Concerts. Oh, I'd love to see that. Neil really? Diamond warming up in the morning with fencing exercises. Also, he Perry was Perry Dodge <laughs> Perry Twist. You know, like unless you're fighting another fencer that is going to stick to the fencing rules, it's kind of <laughs> stupid to learn. Neil Diamond. I would just learn swordplay. You know. What about oh Neil Diamond a, only fights Neil Diamond. Here's shadow. another Neil, Neil Diamond fact: first ever winner of a Worst Actor Razzie Award. Oh, he was, for, for the jazz singer? for the jazz singer, yeah. Wow. Or the jazz singer. Remember you were talking about the jazz singer? <laughs> Scott was kind of talking about. He, oh yeah, actually, it was Scott. no, he, it was me. He won that for uh, being. Uh, he was. Uh, he played Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. That was uh, the first. Mark Hamill did not You killed my uncle and aunt to you. I'm gonna cry. He is your father. <laughs> no, it can't be in the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah, before every Neil Diamond song, before every Neil Diamond song, it says, uh, spoiler alert, Bruce Willis is a ghost. And he's in this movie and he's talking to the kid who could see dead people. He should be singing every, every, so every yeah, theme song. And then he was also in uh, Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna kill you tonight. I was so surprised at the end of the crying game. <laughs> she had a dick. <laughs> oh, she had a dick. <laughs>
Kaiser Soze, how could you fool me so? There was suspects unusual. They were so unusual. Yeah, the opening line to the song is, Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. (laughs) Neil Diamond, spoiler alerts. Yeah, that's the whole album. It's Neil Diamond. The whole album is called Spoiler Alerts. Speaking of of alcohol. Neil does the movies. Yeah. It's all a dream. Speaking of alcohol, the Ford brothers are in a war with Kaiser. Soze. I know, I love what? that. Uh, oh, the, the Ford brothers on the Ford Nation got mad at. They at, should be in Sketchfest. <laughs> they should. They're the funniest guys in the city for sure. <laughs> they are Bob and Doug, right? They Bob are, and Doug. Bob and, those are th- they're Bob and Doug in suits, man. Leave them alone. I, I love how you say pounders and I say easy drinking. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen, yeah. And I go, hey, where's the Guinness and Heineken? Yeah, I'm like, Where, you, where's you our server? Like, but no, but the, to, 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 unless the young you're, man? unless you're Irish, most most Canadians don't really start their drinking careers off with Guinness I, or I, I, Heineken. You have to know yeah, that those are both or beer fa- at all. Those are fancy lad beers. Okay, backwash. So I, yeah, That's what we start with. And I used to drink Upper Canada. Uncle, Uncle I, Graham. I used to I drink, drink Upper Canada Lager, and Sorry, uh, so like uh, this, uh, I had a girlfriend, and her family was like, "Hey, uh, we'll get, we're going to get some beer. So what what do you like?" And I was like, um, "Upper Canada Lager." Oh. And then they were like, "Rich man's beer, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "What? Oh, I revealed myself by my beer." Oh, is, uh, John the Back Classic. I'm rich. <laughs> I like John the Back Classic. Oh, it's not out for another month. It's only a, it's it's a select thing. Yeah. Uh, whatever, I just, yeah. hey, I think it's because I drink coffee. It's almost like I want my beer. That has its coffee. own snobby levels too. Oh, yeah. right? I'm a yeah, coffee now, snob for yeah, sure. Yeah, now they're yeah. beer snobs. They're beer snobs, and I'm like. You know what? I, I get it. I appreciate it. But it's like you don't drink beer to party. I think I'm right? a beer snob. See? Well, yeah. I think I am the beer snob, right? Yeah, you are the beer snob the between beer both snob. of us. Oh, shit. Okay, happen? now why is Heineken no, you're, so... No, you're so, the so information guy. Like, we're figuring out who we are. This whole... This is like... You're right. This is becoming therapy for me, anyway. <laughs> now, why is... Uh, and I'm charging you all $150 now. Why, why is Heineken the, uh, the beer of reggae music? Why do the... Uh, I have no why, idea. Why I do didn't the, even know that. Why do the Rastas always love their Heinekens? Really? Heinekens. I, it probably has wow, to do with Amsterdam. Any association? I thought Red Stripe would be no, Red Stripe. It's an no, association with no, weed in Amsterdam. Something more. There's a bigger significance of just. But like whenever you go to like, like Heineken Sulasi, probably a corner, is that what you're They probably corner the market. Exactly I mean Heineken has. <laughs> I mean Heineken is sold all over the world, right? It's a worldwide uh, thing. I think it's a very crisp. Beer, like I always. Who doesn't love a nice Heine? I always feel a cold Heineken. I feel refreshed, but also it's like in a lot of hip hop songs. After a workout, smoking a blunt and and drinking a Heineken. Yeah, why? But why? Why is Heineken the beer choice? I honestly think it's the Amsterdam connection. I really do. Heineken's kind of a statusy beer too. If you see Heineken, but it is. Yeah, no, it's it's a high status beer. Whoa! But I'm just saying. But and now you know what's weird is like that guy uh, in the subway is classy. But I mean, the guy drinking the beer on the subway, he's going to have, like, a king can of this, like, Laker or something like that or something that you – like a, a low-rent sort of, like sh- – hey, like a Schlitz. Or, but River. you know what's – well, Paps has actually has gone through a resurgence. Milwaukee. Because, Old Milwaukee. Pap- that's – I was going to say that was no, my least Pap- favorite beer, Old Milwaukee. I Paps is the, uh, is the beer that's now – it's, like, one of the hipsters' favorites. Old Milwaukee? Yeah. No, Paps. Well, like, oh. <laughs> I used to like uh, – um, what was it called? Oh. Mongoose, it was like eleven point five. You sold it in a can at the liquor store. I don't think they sell it anymore. I think they got, well, I, I think they had to take it off the market. You know what was weird? But like when I when I was young, you could always buy 
Uh, see, because well, in Ontario, you'd either be buying beer at the beer store or you'd be buying it at a liquor store, and those were always the places that were the most strict with like ID. Yeah. So when I was young, growing up, uh, we would buy. Uh, we would. Um, <laughs> that, that's what the, the name of a beer. No. Oh no! It, it's no. coming in your direction, Sean Duck. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that like uh, <laughs> usually when we would buy booze, uh, often we would go to the wine rack or the or the winery, and that's how because those they they were independent stores, and so they wouldn't really check ideas often. So you know we would. What was buy the youngest wine. you ever got served but, at a beer store? Uh, well, I was 17. I, I could get I could oh, walk into the beer store. Could you grow a beard then? I think I had some like you know. You know, young growth. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, when, when we would drink, we would have standards for wine. And it's kind of like we would always apply those same standards for beer as well. But just, like, the cheapest, yeah. the highest percent, and, 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 and the biggest amount. Like, for wine, it was like, oh, if it came into, like, a two-liter jug or it had a handle on it and what percentage. If it had a handle, then you could ride a bike at the same time while you're drinking it. <laughs> But but it, but just remember when like Triple X came out, Molson Triple X, seven point three, yeah. and it had so much sugar and carbs in it, you'd wake up with the worst fucking hangovers in the world. Yeah. But it would get you fucking ripped like crazy. Hey, can okay, I ask you guys a question? <laughs> yeah, before you leave, you stay here while I ask this. Okay, if I yes, said to one of you guys, um, uh, "Hey, I saw a really hot chick today at the gym," uh, right? Okay, now what race do you think that she is? When I say that. What is, I don't think is, I put a race. You don't, you don't attach, no, but like when you when I say, "Oh man, I saw this really hot chick at the gym." Oh, who do I think? Are you, yeah, who imagine do you think who that you're I'm looking at? Who hot? do you imagine that I'm looking at? I'd say a, a brunette white girl. Brunette, uh, full-figured white girl. Yeah. Okay. Big no, just because the other day I, I was at the gym and I saw like a really hot black chick. Yeah. And then I was just sort of like, "Oh man," when I if I tell this story. Do I say black chick or do I just say chick hmm. and then wait for the guys to be like, well, well, what race was she? So they could imagine the chick in her in, <laughs> that's in their always own head. the next question. But well, no, but, uh, no, but I'm serious. <laughs> but it's not like, well, just because I know you and if I see if you said to me, oh, I saw this really hot chick on the street the other day, I would immediately assume, oh, he's that's probably talking about a black chick because I like black chicks. That's probably very likely. But, but really, I'd, I'd like also like lots of different women, but I have, do have a tendency to find black women attractive. When I, if I'm telling that story with a guy, do I include the fact that know. she was a black Weird. chick? People used to do that a lot. They, they were, if it didn't have anything to do with discussion, they were like, <clears throat> well, I was talking to my friend Jim. He's black. And then they would continue on. It's yeah, like, well, why I, are you? So, you don't go, he's white. I'm talking to Dave Martin. He's white. It depends <laughs> what the story is. Like if you said, uh, I was hanging out with my uh, buddy Phil, uh, he's this black guy, and uh, then this uh, racist came on TV. Yeah, if it's by, relevant and, to the discussion, yeah. Well, that's but if, when that's when you yeah. would mention it. Yeah, no, but people used to just mention it anyway. But it'll come up. It will come up. It's the way it goes. I saw this hot chick at the gym, and then I show up with Rob Ford. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so what have we learned on today's show? Here, you guys beer? keep talking. Dave wants to date Rob Ford. That's yeah. what I learned. Have no, you ever you... had beer for breakfast? Um, no, no, no. No, so you've never woken up with a hangover and gone, oh, what I need is a beer. No. No? I might do a, a Caesar, but there's never, I don't go, I can't, I don't go for Caesars or have Caesars. That's apparently the hangover. Caesars are gross. Really? I, I drank them for a while. 
What about Bloody Marys? Is it the clam? I think aspect? it's kind of disgusting. My wife is against them, and uh, then I was sort of <laughs> one day I was like, you know what? And maybe, you're a smart man. Maybe so. she's right. Well, there are some things she can't stand, like Tom Waits. She hates Tom Waits, <laughs> and I love Tom Waits. Right? He's not good thing. He's not a drink, though. No, no, he's not a drink. He's but... against Tom Collins and uh, <laughs> Harvey Wallbangers. No, but just when you get married, sometimes the the, the person you're married to will hate certain things. Oh, days back. Sure, you got two for yourself. Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is the part of the show we get remind everybody. This is the St. Patrick's Day show. It doesn't, when you go out with your friends on St. Patrick's Day, you don't talk about the history of St. Patrick's Day. You just talk. So technically, we are doing what people do on St. Patrick's Day: is talk about things, right? No, but it, when has there ever been a night that you went? I'm out? trying to be. I'm trying to put things together in a nice, neat bundle, Dave. <laughs> I thought I was winning for once. I, I trying, didn't know trying. you were a bundler. Hello. <laughs> we were talking about what we learned about beer. I actually learned a lot about beer from Electric John and your two branches of beer. The I love how our founders, as opposed to the fancy drink. But I love how our guests are always the ones who come in with the most. He said plural. And actually. Well, we had him twice. He was sort of on the show kind of twice. But he came in and really put things in a clear, crisp perspective. Yes. Which we three of us could never do. <laughs> so our guests are really poignant to the show because yes. they kind of go, no, shut up, you idiots. It's like this. And you go, oh, yeah, you like I never, dummies. I would never have thought porn. of Molson Canadian as a shitty beer. See? I, I like Molson Canadian. So that's when if I go into a place and I'm like, ah, I can't yeah, but really well, think. What but I, I mean, want? something cheap. Ah, and it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars to go to celebrate in Ireland. I used to have Molson Dry. You said yep, that. That was a good one. Yeah, I remember when the dries came out. There was another beer that was like the bottom of the barrel. It had a bulldog on it. And I, like Red, Red Dog. Red, Red Bull. Dog. Red, Red Bull? Don Cherry. I mean, no, uh, Red Dog. Uh, Don Cherry's beer. Yeah, Red Dog. Don was that Don, Was that a Don, Don Cherry's Cherry involved in it because it had like oh, a. Figures. Hey, Lee. Oh, man. We, we could. How are we friends? <laughs> we couldn't be more opposite, yet here we are. Okay. Roommates. I have a friend. But, you know, uh, but what's amazing is that beer is for like low lifes and high lifes because yeah. there's our beer snobs now. And, and the whole, like, have you ever had a Oh, did like, you have beer I've, twist I've, off? Oh. But, but it's like the. Uh, Mine, you I, need I, a special opener for. Yeah. Built by uh, elves. Yeah, my beer needs to be opened by Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> but they're twist off. Uh, w- <laughs> That's a hard beer to open. <laughs> what are they touring? I need a beer. Hey, guys, <laughs> over here. <laughs> hey, fiddle guy, check out row three. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you playing the bass? I gotta. Can you open this whole two four? That beer is hip. So Anthony Bourdain, you guys ever watch this show? Uh, he goes all over the world. I do, but no matter where he goes, he drinks beer. Right. So is he a pretentious asshole? Or well, you have to talk to him. Lucky bastard. Guy would drink a pounder. I think he would be able to relate to the like. This is an easy drink. This is a beer that you party with, right? But he's yeah. a snob about beer for sure. Oh, too, he's right? a snob about everything. I think he's yeah. guy can be. I, I think you it call yourself he can be, a food he can be whatever the sorry we're talking about. He could be whatever the situation requires. He's like Chuck Norris. <laughs> I love. That. I like Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Bromances. That's our. Next I watch show. it, but I can't I, stand him. I do like. I do like Anthony Bourdain, uh, but I. 
I, I also would be like, oh, man, this guy knows too much shit. Is he a beer snob like me? I, oh, I'm sure he is a beer snob if he has to be. But I think Andy, Anthony Bourdain's the kind of guy who's sort of like, you know what? I think he could also relate to the idea of an easy drink and pounding beer. Like the kind of beer – like if you, can, if you were going to go to like an all-day like uh, outdoor music festival, there's a certain <laughs> beer that you have to drink that's not going to like make that's you feel right. really groggy. It's something like light, refreshing. Not too heavy. It's going to remind you of beer that – I, I'm saying, like, you know, the beers that you – there's beers that you have to appreciate, and then there's beers that you party with. And I'm just saying yep. that, like, even your Heinekens is like that's <laughs> – Heinekens. No, but even those yeah, beers, Sean. that's a bit of a sophisticated beer. Your widgets. And it's funny that that's the beer that you grew up on. but Like Stella, and you have to pour it to the certain line and that bullshit. <laughs> just fucking fill the glass, and let's be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to let it cascade. No, no. Go, go, I, you go. know, what, but I mean, I mean, if if snobbery is just a ma- is if just a uh, 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 um, uh, another word for uh, appreciation, then uh, then I'm all for beer snobbery. But I'm just saying, there's some that you appreciate, and then there's some that you, that you just br- yeah. drink for sport. I, I, I if, you beer, but, if you want a beer, but if you want beers, though, like that's I don't do, you don't do it all the time. Like I can yeah. only have a couple of beers because then I I get I start to feel and then what bloated. do you move on to next? And there's a whole couple I, beer, I, couple I beers. Smoke a joint usually. I'm I'm more more of a pothead than a, a beer drinker. All right. Well, like, I'm more coffee and pot than I am beer. Well, that, maybe you should leave then. And and I'm not. I don't even think. <laughs> okay. And get us more of that pot. <laughs> How about the smoking of the green? Let's celebrate with. Because I have a big beer belly, and it's from drinking beer. That's when I started to get it. So I can't even get rid of it. Even though I don't drink that much beer, I drink mostly wine now. And you don't want, you don't watch a lot of sports, which kind no, of makes sports. doesn't make sense to me. No. Okay. I bet if you were good at sports, you'd watch sports. I'm not good at sports. I'm good at... There we go. That's the thing. I'm good at... That's another topic. <laughs> no, he's just attacking you personally. I bet, Sean, if you could catch a ball, you would like to watch people do that, too. Yeah, well, whenever we talk about sports... I'll Why do you watch porno if you're so bad at fucking? <laughs> oh, now that... Oh, wait, wait. Maybe Sean's good at it. That's why he's and like, he doesn't have to watch it. That's... Porno, porno sports. Sports. I bet. I bet. I bet. a breakaway. And, oh, oh, he, oh! He just fucked the goalie. I bet most porn stars don't watch a lot of porn. You don't bring your work home with you. Oh, food's here. Oh, dinner time. Oh, and uh, you're having fish and chips. Perfect pub on food Friday. to have with a beer. I mean, St. Patrick's Day. There, there's some great Guinness commercials actually that all take place in pubs. It's almost like Coronation Street. Where should Street. they take place in a hospital? Little vi- <laughs> no, but we should Remember show Coronation one. Street. Anyway, so what did we learn from St. Patrick's Day um, celebrations today that we're pre-celebrating? I've learned that people will drink green beer, and they'll drink shitty green beer. So those are not beer snobs that are drinking on St. Patrick's Day, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was anti-resentment towards the St. Patrick's Day people from real people. Oh, from real drinkers? From real drinkers. It happens all the time. Next year we'll get into the hard issues about uh, the gays being banned from the... There's the uh, Boston Saint Parade. Saint parades. And Samuel Adams pulled out, which is ironic. But anyway. That's <laughs> he another pulled out and came I don't even know what you're Sam talking Adams about. Sam Adams pulled out of the gay pride he, parade. You know what but, I'm saying? And came on her face. The connection between Neil Diamond, her what's face. the connection between Neil Diamond and beer and or St. Patrick's Day? We came up with... Both well, are good. Oh, sorry. What? In Bo- well, because he's Jewish. He's not Irish. But in Boston, which is known for its Irishness, uh, they, they love Sweet Caroline. Yep. And he's a real hero there, 
And the sales of that song boosted immensely after the Boston bombing. So that's the Irish Neil Diamond slash beer connection. connection. Well, someday you'll find it. Neil Diamond. The, the Neil Ju- Diamond connection. <laughs> Neil Diamond. Uh, the Jewish Elvis. And I would say the true king of the Jews. Um, Whoa! Who makes Christmas albums, but I like the songs. They're nice Christmas songs. We'll do yeah, but that. Christmas yeah. guilty pleasures. <laughs> Christmas guilty Boney M. Just saying. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Spoiler. Neil Diamond spoiler alerts. <laughs> Is Neil Diamond spoiler alerts? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Bambi's mom dies at the first part of the movie. <laughs> All right. Lion King ends happily. Don't worry about the beginning part, my friend. Well, it was Jason Voorhees. Mother is the murderer in part one, and then in part two, it's Jason. <laughs> the Titanic sinks, but you probably already knew that. This is much of a spoiler alert today. If you read your history, you'd know that Hitler dies. Yeah. Linda Lovelace takes it down her throat. Oh no! Dumbledore is dead. Yeah, nobody, ever, nobody ever watches. If you're talking about a porno movie, no one ever goes. No, 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 no! Wait, don't spoil it. I don't want to know how it ends. That never happens. There's no spoiler alerts for porno movies. There's no, no happy ending. I want fish and chips now. I know. I didn't know there was fish and chips. Dave has secret codes here that he just does a wink and a nod. What is is it when they say beer batter? How is the beer batter? Instead of using like water, use it for the flour and for the batter. You put the flour and water? Well, usually you mix it into a batter, right? You need a liquid. You have to make a batter and then the fish goes into it. it. I just use breadcrumbs. No, no, we got to That's for chicken. That's the breading. That's breading. These are batter. Okay, all right. Not not the the one hits the baseball. You guys are food snobs. That's what I've just learned. I love cooking. No, we just know how things are made. Okay, uh, so we're gonna wrap up the show. I think we should end pokes. in a fist fight, as St. Patrick's Day always should. I was gonna do the Pogues Rain Street because I thought that was Irish sounding. I did, like, the, I did the so show of the, your, I did hey, the Pogues. This is sexually my song pokes. choice of the week. Okay, which from now on will try and fit into the theme of the show that we're doing. Or not do it all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so this is your song of of Pogues. Folks, they're not actually Irish. If Sean listens to this, he'll feel like we just told him we are a lot of bands that I think are Irish. We're going to cut this segment, but okay. (laughs) Dexy's Midnight Runners. Dexy's Midnight Runners and the Pokes. I'm like, they're Irish, but they're not Irish. But they have Irish-sounding music. They're from London. I think they're aliens from from the government. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Andre the Giant Monsoon. How do we let him back in here? Get out of here, shitty Jesse Ventura. Maybe Christopher Walken will show up.
Fighting like the Pogues. He's going to fight like a... Oh, and I have to put some stuff on your disc there. Is that what they call it these days? Yeah. <laughs> going to put a virus on your disc. And these guys drink all the time. The I Pogues. did a show. I was trying to say that Kingswood Music Theater, you worked at uh, Ontario Place. Right. I worked at Kings- uh, Kingswood Music Theater, and we did the Pogues, uh, Violent Femmes. Susie and the Banshees? No, it was three, there's three acts. And then there was the guy came over the fence, like the security is. The guy with, he kept kicking the, the fence. Security came the over Pokes the fence. fans, the Pokes fans, are kicking the fence with their Doc Martin boots. And they finally one guy climbs over, skinhead guy. The security just take him down. And there's like an ambulance driver. They, really, I don't think of it. And as they, skinhead music. And they really. choked him out. Oh, it's it's angry stomping people's heads music. <laughs> don't you want well, to stomp someone's head right for now? St. Patrick's Day. Then. I want to stomp someone's head every day because <laughs> I take the TTC. <laughs> You should join the cast of Stomp. <laughs> Do they use human skulls? <laughs> Bad interview question. <laughs> Do you stomp humans? So if you were going to get interviewed for Stomp, that would yeah. be the first thing you would say. Listen, uh, can I stomp some skulls in the show? <laughs> or Blue Man Group, I'd ask the same question. <laughs> can I drum some skulls in your show? I would have cracked some skulls. All right. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. 
The Catholics and the Protestants are drunk together and getting along finally. My mom always told me I was a wasp. What's that? Like, uh, so you're a Protestant. So you're actually Protestant. outnumbered here, Scott. You're, you're, you're the only Catholic. Oh, but I don't know anything about it. I wish my parents were a little bit more religious, and then uh, religious. Have you? Um, been, okay. Then I would I would have more jokes about how bullshit it is. Scott, did you ever go to confession? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I went to Catholic school. Did it help? No, I still I haven't been for a while, and I've really backed it up here. I got a lot of shit to get off my chest. I don't, you know what? As someone who's not very religious, I I've never understood the whole confessional thing. That just means that you can fuck up for a week, and you always know that you got to get get, yeah. get out of jail card. It's a universal get out of jail card. Yeah, it's, it's I know, always, I, it's and therapy. I don't, and I don't agree with it. They no. should get rid of it. You're telling somebody, uh, but imagine being the priest who knows everybody's shit. That's gonna be the best job in the world. Like you go to church every Sunday, it's like you look out in, the, in your congregation, going, "I know your shit." He's fucking your sister. <laughs> you get because you know that you can't. That's do how it. they manipulate everyone, and eventually, yeah. you know, people get. Well, well, you know, you, know, you look out in the crowd, and everyone's smiling at you. Like I'm drunk, everyone. And the Lord said this and that, and then oh, he gave a blowjob to a man yesterday, and his wife doesn't know. And he went down to Nazareth and said unto the, oh, she's the one who had her first lesbian experience last week. Said unto the people, you know. Anyway, we done. Yes. Let's fight. Both. <laughs>